slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday or weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and that you're part of the Locked On Islanders family. Gil Martin here with you, as always, as we talk all things New York Islanders. And yeah, a few things to get to. As promised, this will be a mailbag episode. So we have a few questions from listeners to discuss. We also have our Next player on the list of Islanders of the Islanders roster, player by player, which we've been doing since the season ended. And today, Matthew Barzal is uh, our Islander of the day. We'll look at his season, his performance in the playoffs, and his future with the team. And of course, we also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more to talk about on today's show. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show Feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders trade rumors, trades, free agent signings, Everything that happens during the offseason up until training camp opens preseason. And then, of course, the start of the 2021-2022 NHL campaign. So, as I mentioned, this is a mailbag show. And uh, we're going to start with Mully from Long Island, who uh, does frequently ask questions. And it's always great to hear from Mully. Mully asks, do you think that the fourth line is still the best fourth line in hockey? even withstanding the fact that they might be slowing down as they are getting a little older. And if the third line would be Pajot, Parise, and Palmieri, do you think that could be the best third line in hockey? Well, Mully, as always, thank you for the question. It's always appreciated. And yeah, I think the fourth line, the identity line, which obviously is Casey Sezikis, Matt Martin, and Cal Clutterbuck, I think right now they are still the best fourth line in hockey, and obviously they're going to have to prove that again next year and and every year. That's the way it goes. But I think you have a couple of factors involved here. Number one, unlike a lot of other fourth lines, Sezekis, Martin, and Clutterbuck have been together for a long time. Their chemistry is outstanding. 
And, you know, they work together as a unit so well. The fact that they're getting older does mean they are more susceptible to injuries and maybe over the course of an 82-game season as opposed to what what we have, 56 games this year, 63 games last year, uh, obviously because of COVID. But I think you know, they may have to pace themselves. They may miss a little bit more time. But the key is to have them ready for the playoffs. But that fourth line, the identity line, sets the tone for this team emotionally and allows them to, you know, it gives the the, the players a lot of spirit, a lot of uh, motivation. It sets the tone for this team physically and emotionally. And to me, that is worth a lot. As for... The follow-up question, Molly, as far as if the third line is Pajot, Parise, and Palmieri, could it be the best third line in hockey? Maybe, but there's a lot of ifs. And I would tend to think, first of all, we don't know all the team's third lines. We don't know the fourth lines yet either, but to me, you know, that identity line is the champion until somebody beats them and overthrows them. But as far as that third line... I mean, we know what J.G. Pajot is. He's in the prime of his career. We know what he could do. Palmieri, not in his prime anymore. And during the regular season, he really did kind of look lost at times. Didn't seem to be doing much. Did a lot more in the playoffs. We need to make sure, if we're talking about the possibility of this being the best third line in hockey, that we get the playoff version of Kyle Palmieri and not the regular season version of him. And then with Zach Parise, again, assuming he is on a line with Pajot and Palmieri, that, again, we saw Parise fall off a bit this past year. He wasn't quite the same player that he was in the past. And we know that Zach Parise is not the player he was now that he was five years ago. Could coming to Long Island revitalize his career? Yeah. Certainly, you know, his father played here on the island, uh, being in a system that he knows and likes, dealing with Lou Lamorello and, and, and with Barry Trotz will certainly help. But at this point, my inclination is, no, it would not be the best third line in hockey, but could it be a very solid third line? Could it be a third line that, you know, teams would be more than happy to have? Yes, but all those things that I just talked about really would have to fall into place for that to actually happen. Mully also has a follow-up. I've been hearing lately that some people would consider Matthew Barzal the only game-changer for the Islanders. Would you agree that players like Adam Pellick or Simeon Varlamov can, as well, be considered Game changers. And Mully, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Goalies, people don't tend to look at them that way. They they sort of say you're a franchise goalie or an all-star goalie or an elite goalie. But yes, I think goaltenders can be game changers. And I would say that, you know, players like Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak, what they do for the Islanders in the system that they play can definitely be considered game-changing type of players. And I don't think the Islanders could be successful in their system if 
they didn't have guys like Pelik, Pulak, and Varlamov playing as well as they do because you need to play a defensive style like the Islanders want to play. You need exceptional goaltending and some shutdown defensemen, and the Islanders definitely give them that. One other question that we have today, Frank from Patchog asking whether or not the Islanders might trade Scott Mayfield in as part of the Tarasenko deal. My inclination for that is no, that it sort of defeats the purpose right now. You've already lost Nick Letty. You want to, they still need to sign another defenseman. Yeah, maybe you can go with an Aho or a Hickey if you re-sign them, but I don't think the Islanders want to lose another defenseman. And Scott Mayfield was, you know, he took his game to another level late in the season and especially in the playoffs. If there's no other way to get that sniper that the Islanders are looking for, maybe it's possible that they look to make that deal. But my inclination is no, that's not what the Islanders are looking to do. It might happen, but it would be something that the Islanders would either have to get a defenseman in return or, uh, you know, really it would be like something Lou Lamorello wouldn't want to do. And the other thing is Mayfield's cap number is friendly and the Islanders need all the space they can get. We, When we come back, we will discuss Matthew Barzal's season, his playoff performance, and his future with the Islanders. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is now heading toward the pennant races. You've got soccer, uh, both MLS and European soccer, in uh, startup mode right now. And of course, the NFL preseason is here, and hockey is just around the corner. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's free money. When you sign up and use the promo code Locked On, just because you're a member of the Locked On Islanders family, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So we'll talk now about Matthew Barzal, his season and his playoff performance, and of course his future with the New York Islanders. And look, Barzal remains the most dynamic offensive threat on the Islanders roster. Once again, leading the team in points, 17 goals, 28 assists, so that's 45 points in 55 games. And just to give you an idea, if you took those numbers and put them out over a whole 82-game schedule, that'd be a 25-goal, 67-point season for Matthew Barzal. Still not a a point-a-game guy, and he hasn't been since Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello arrived on the island, but uh, you still love what you see. The speed of Matthew Barzal, the puck handling ability of Matthew Barzal, these are vital things to the success of the New York Islanders. In the playoffs, Barzal played in all 19 games, six goals, eight assists, 14 points. 
And that puts him just a little bit behind his regular season pace. Goals would have been 26 over an 82-game season, 35 assists, 61 points. And you know what? That's fine. You you don't mind the fact that he goes from a 67-point pace to a 61-point pace because, again, in the playoffs, goals and points are more difficult to come by. Of that, there is no doubt. Here is the issue in my mind, as far as Matthew Barzal is concerned. Uh, when he's on his game, he is great at creating space, both for himself and for others. And it's all about that speed because opposing defenders have to respect that speed. They have to make sure they give him enough rooms that he doesn't burn them with his speed and that means that, you know, either he draws more than one defender or there's enough room for him to make a move. And then if the defenders come in, he can pass the puck off. He really does create transition with his speed through the neutral zone. He is unbelievably valuable to this New York Islanders team. When Matthew Barzal struggles... What we see, and we saw it less and less as the season went on, but he does tend to hold the puck too long and try to fake out multiple players on a given play. And you know what? When you're in junior hockey, that can work. When you're in the AHL, it works sometimes. But in the NHL, against the best players in the world, bigger, stronger, smarter, in a a hockey sense kind of a word, it is the rare occasion that even the most talented player can skate through three or four guys and make an individual end-to-end rush or a big play. When Barzal tries to do too much, that can lead to turnovers. But overall, I don't think Matthew Barzal has reached his ceiling yet. I think that he still has... Uh, you know, more growth that we can expect from him and his importance to this team right now is absolutely huge. And I am pleased to see what Matthew Barzal is developing into. And yes, playing for Barry Trotz and playing in the Islanders' defensive system has certainly hurt his point totals. His rookie year, still his most productive year, 85 points in 82 games, the only year he actually reached a point a game, but he is a more complete hockey player this year as a result of what he's been able to do and learn under the Trotz system, and I, I think that it's absolutely beneficial. And you look, one way of measuring that, the plus-minus, a plus-15 this year, that was a career high previous to that. His best plus-minus was a plus-5. And oh, by the way, that was last year. So, you know, again, the two years, last two years under Trotz and Lamorello is where you see his plus-minus improving. He's also obviously potent on the power play. You give a guy like Matthew Barzal more room to operate and, you know, less coverage on him, and that certainly is beneficial. And 
I, I think that Barzi really is learning what to do. Now, one thing we saw from Matthew Barzal, especially in the early to middle part of the season, you know, at one point he was leading the Islanders in penalty minutes, taking a lot of foolish minor penalties. He stopped doing that as the season progressed, and that was good. Ended up with 48 penalty minutes in 55 games, which is more than what he had the previous year, 44 penalty minutes in 68 games, 46 penalty minutes in 82 games. I'm not overly worried about the penalty minute situation because he did reduce it as the season went on, but but Matthew Barzal has to not take too many penalties and cannot take foolish penalties that end up costing the New York Islanders, uh, you know, puts them, makes them shorthanded and puts them in a difficult situation where they have to kill a penalty. As for his future, I think that Matthew Barzal, even in a defense-first system like the one the Islanders play right now, in a year or two, maybe even this season coming up, depending on who is going to play on his line with Anders Lee and Matthew Barzal, I think he is capable of being a point-a-game or better player again like he was in his rookie year. And, you know, you put a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko or, again, fill in the blank as to what 25, 30, 35 goal scorer you put on a line with Matthew Barzal, and I think he is a point-a-game guy this year if he gets the right line mate, and that is something that Islander fans certainly have to appreciate and certainly can look forward to. Matthew Barzal, in a year or two, could be one of the top 10 or 15 players in this league, and he certainly is the centerpiece right now of the Islanders' attack and their most dangerous forward. So uh, keeping Matthew Barzal healthy and happy is important to this team, and we'll see where his career goes from there. We still have more to come. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day, plus a former Islander fan favorite was bought out by his team today. We'll have that and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, I am a hockey expert, but I am not a car expert. That's why I always turn to rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone And they are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the best prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. Listen to some of these great flavors. Cherry Barcia, Salted Caramel, Double Chocolate, German Chocolate, Coconut, 
mint brownie, and of course, my personal favorite, cookies and cream. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where they'll give you two of each of the nine permanent flavors so you can figure out which ones you like the best. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein. Calories only 130 to 180 per bar, either four or five grams of net sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. All flavors are tasty and all of them are healthy. And Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we want to wish a very happy 44th birthday to former Islanders goaltender Steve Valaket. Valaket originally drafted by the LA Kings back in the eighth round of the 1996 NHL entry draft, but he made his NHL debut with the Islanders during the 1999-2000 season, spent uh, played six games for the Isles that year and was outstanding. Had a 1.87 goals against average, a 9.49 save percentage, and won his only two decisions with the Islanders. Then uh, went on to play in the NHL, at least, for Edmonton. And then the New York Rangers ended his career with a season in the KHL and a season in Italy Played in 46 career NHL games, had a 2.74 goals against average with 16, 14, and 5 with a 9.05 save percentage. And, and Valaket, one of those few players who have played for both the Rangers and the Islanders. And now, of course, he uh, does work for MSG Network and does some uh, work for them on, I think, on the Rangers broadcast. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders, March 16th of 2000 at the Phillips Arena in Atlanta. Islanders visiting the Atlanta Thrashers. Obviously, Steve Valaket, the goaltender for the Islanders, while the Atlanta Thrashers went with Damian Rhodes. And uh, it was the Islanders getting on the board first in this one. Brad Isbister netting his 18th from Ian Herbers. And Johan Davidson at 7.30. Islanders had the early one to nothing lead. They added to it later on in the period. Ole Jokin in his 10th from Dave Scatchard and Dmitry Nabokov at 15.15. After 20 minutes, the Islanders led the Thrashers by a score of 2 to nothing. In the second period, the Islanders continued to pour it on. Josh Green, his 12th of the year, unassisted at 7.35 followed by another unassisted goal by Tim Connolly, his 12th at 12-11. Islanders were up by a score of 4 to nothing. Eric Cairns headed off for interference at 15-53, and seven seconds later, Yannick Trombley scored, breaking the shutout, his 8th, Nat Dominicelli and Steve Guola with the assist at 16 minutes. 4-1 Islanders after two periods, and in the third period, the Atlanta power play striking again with Marius Tchaikovsky off for tripping. Mike Stapleton is 10th from Ray Ferraro, a former Islander, and Frantisek Caberlet at 9.20. But that was it. Islanders shut the door after that. And for Stephen Valaket, 37 saves as the Islanders 
allowed 39 shots. They were outshot 39 to 27. But Valaket with a strong game, a 949 save percentage, and the Islanders skated away with a 4-2 win in this one. So again, we want to wish a very happy 44th birthday to former Islanders goaltender Steve Valaket, and we wish him many, many happy and healthy more. One piece of news I wanted to mention, the Detroit Red Wings announced yesterday that they were buying out former Islander center Franz Nielsen. And I, for one, am very disappointed that this may be the end of Franz Nielsen's NHL career. The great Dane may head back to Europe. He may find work with another NHL team. But uh, right now, Franz Nielsen, one of those players that really was a great Islander for a number of years. Right now, he is 37 years old, and it may be you know, the end of his career, but he started with the Islanders in 2007, 2008, was with the team through the 2015, 2016 season. Uh, you know, good on the penalty kill, good on the power play, second unit, and uh, very good on faceoffs, but one of the better things he did was shootouts. I mean, when he went to the backhand uh, on a shootout, he was downright deadly. And also a great guy in the locker room, always could talk to Franz Nielsen and get a good comment even after a tough game, knows the game of hockey very well and, and a really a class act. His best season with the Islanders came in 2013-2014 when he had 25 goals and 58 points, had another 20-goal season in 2015-2016 before departing for Detroit where he stayed for five seasons. So we wish Franz Nielsen all the best as uh, he figures out what his next move is going to be in the world of hockey. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Stay safe, everybody. And of course, Let's go Islanders!